What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Welcome in. Welcome into the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. Patrick Allen here for the Thursday show. Excited to welcome you all into another edition of the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. I've got a great show for you today. Really exciting guest uh, that we're going to have on. He's been on the show before. He's not been on the show with me. I think he was on with uh, with Verderam a while back. My guy, BJ Kissel from over at KCSN, formerly of the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm sure you all know BJ and over at Arrowhead Pride at SB Nation. BJ and I go way back. We've known each other for a long time. Actually, funny enough, just met in person for the first time this year in Kansas City, of all places. Um, so I'm excited to have him on the show. Get to him in just a minute. Tons of Chiefs news out there right now. Uh, give you some guys some some time to get in here. Jerome Bunkers, what's up, man? Patrick looks dapper as always. I will take it, man. I don't go the glasses route very often but you know hey uh, i'm running out of contacts and they're expensive so um what's up uh, shout out to phantom uh oh man from california welcome um so just some quick chiefs news to get to really fast i want you to head over to arrowheadaddict.com matt connor's on vacation but the content continues to flow over there a few news items and articles you're gonna want to check out our guy lucas just published four most exciting kc chiefs undrafted free agent additions you're definitely going to want to read that i mean here we are it's june so that's that's the perfect time for that kind of article uh, and and a couple of news items as well from cbs the chiefs are rumored to be down it's down to the chiefs and bills supposedly for the uh services of deandre hopkins so you're going to want to check that one out as well to get the details on that we're going to talk about that a little bit here in the show um and then uh is it sink or swim time for tight end Jody Fortson, also from Lucas. And Matt Connor wants to know if Cornell Powell should warrant more buzz for the Kansas City Chiefs. Interesting. I don't think so, but let's see what Matt Connor has to say. Head on over to arrowheadaddict.com. Check that out. Whoa, Daniel, did we just get a new subscriber, Richard, to Rookie Camp? My man. Awesome. Uh, very excited to have you. Shout out to all of our members, you guys. Your support of the show means everything to us. Um, okay, real quick, we're going to get to BJ. I just got to let you know, if you're interested, NBA Finals going on, maybe looking to make a little extra money, have a little bit of fun, Caesar Sportsbook. Um, we got this great offer from them. You don't want to miss it. It's new customers, and you can get uh, your first bet at Caesars up to $1,250. All you got to do is use our code, Arrowful. That's A-R-R-O-W-F-U-L at sign up. If you use that code Arrowful, you'll not only uh, get your first bet insured, but you're also going to be directly supporting our podcast. 
So if you've not signed up for Caesar Sportsbook, uh, just join with our code Arrowful and drop your first bet. This offer is available for new customers only, 21 and over, and physically present in a legal gambling state. Please remember to always gamble responsibly. Use uh, use our code and uh, check the episode description for full terms of that offer. Uh, and if you already have an account with Caesars, you can head to arrowheadaddict.com slash bets to find out more. We've got more betting offers over there, uh, and it's a great way to support the podcast. And you can scan that QR code, that fancy new QR code that Richard put up on the screen for us. And, and again, yeah, welcome to uh, our new member. That's super exciting. Oh, Evan, Evan, Evan. Our, see, this is the community that you want to be a part of because our community members gift memberships. That's how much they want you to join the fun. We've got a great private discord. We talk chiefs in there all the time. It's, it's a hell of a lot of fun. So, and there's you know, member only events, all that great stuff. Check it out. Link in the description. All right, let's get to BJ. He's a busy man. I don't want to waste his time. Uh, BJ Kissel joining us from KCSN. How you doing, man? <laughs> doing well, Patrick, man. I, it blew my mind when I heard your intro and you said that it was the first time we had met in person. I knew that was it, but it feels like you and I have known each other for so long. And I heard you let Matt Connor go on vacation. Like what a guy. Yeah. Like you yeah. let your guys get some downtime every once in a while, you know, we let him out <laughs> uh, to get some fresh air. And, and the thing about Matt, he's such a good dude. And yeah. you know, this from working with him over at SB nation, he's just, he's got such an incredible work ethic. Like we, you know, we tell, we, we don't, we tell him we've got a whole crew of people helping cover the site. It doesn't matter. He pops in at like, you know, midnight, all of a sudden a post goes up. He really just cares about the site so much. Another reason why everybody should be reading it all the time. But yeah, I'm, I hope he's relaxing as much as possible, but he just can't quit it. Yeah, no, I, we worked together back, <clears throat> excuse me, back at SB nation, Kansas city, back when the regional sites were a thing, Matt ran it and I was reading for that site. But I think I've, I've said it before and I did mention Verteron and everybody like, this is a beautiful thing about the chief's content space is so many of us have known each other for so long and we could be at different platforms. We're all support each other. Uh, we're all rooting for each other to do cool stuff. Like yeah. it's, it's the, it's a beauty. I'm sure there's similarities with other fan bases. Um, and different people who cover different teams, but it's special for us since we all kind of came from the same place a long, long time ago and kind of branched off. And it's just cool that we all stay in touch and that uh, we're all still doing it because obviously it's a passion of all of ours. Yeah, man. I mean, it's been over a decade now, you know, funny story. Not all the people know this. I, for like a hot second was going to write for SB nation, Kansas city. And I was like <laughs> onboarded and everything. I was going to cover Royals games which I'm not a Royals fan, but I was going to become one. Um, and this is before I went full time with Fansided, and I was I was I was a contractor. And uh, and then you know word got back that I was that was when I was running Arrowhead Addict, and they were like, eh, conflict of interest. And I'm like, really? The so I never <laughs> did it. Um, but I no. was like, I got in there and I was all ready to go, and then I then I got booted out. So who knows? Who knows what would have happened? But um, I. Uh... Looking back at SB Nation Kansas City, it, it didn't last very long. It wasn't around for I don't know if it how long it stayed after um, I was writing for them. And I was still at SB or still at Arrowhead Pride at that time. But all I remember, the thing that I remember most about SB Nation Kansas City was I did during the draft leading up to the NFL draft. I did like a choose your own adventure. And it gets into like the nerdy, like digital media side of things and page views and all that, where yeah. I just made everything a hyperlink and I created yeah. so many different articles that you could click off from one thing to another. And it was back when you could like watch the page traffic, like in real time. And yeah. I just remember creating that. And I had like 70, 80 pages created of like two paragraphs. And as soon as it posted, I just watched like hundreds and hundreds of page views turned into thousands, like in the moment, because everybody's yeah. clicking on everything. I'm like from a digital media standpoint, impressions and page views, I'm like, this was a brilliant idea. 
yeah. like for leading into the draft. It's one of the yeah. things I was most proud of at the time. I was like, this worked. Yeah, those those pieces are a lot of fun. I, I, I've I done one of those in the past. I know some other people have. And boy, once you go down that rabbit hole of like splitting off the different branches, it gets insane trying to keep track of everything. And then uh, another thing that we learned and we had to tell our contractors this all the time is like, hey, because they'll come for you. There's somebody owns the term choose your own adventure. And if you call it that, they will, their lawyers, you will hear from their lawyers. Really? Yeah. Yeah. We've had it happen a couple of different times. And we, we say like, you can do it. Huh. You just like choose your own. It makes sense. Yeah. Choose your own blah, blah, blah. But you can't say adventure. Um, they will, they will come get huh. you. All right. We got to look. Probably you get big here. enough for anyone to see it. Right. Right. <laughs> um, we got you here. We got it. We're here to talk some chiefs. Um, so I had a question for you that was going to come a little bit later in our, in our, our talk. And it was about Frank Clark. And I it was going to mm-hmm. ask you if you thought that Frank Clark, maybe he'd be come back to Kansas city. He's been out there for a while, you know, loves the team has had a lot of success there. Obviously the news just hit just a couple hours ago. Frank is uh, he signed with the Broncos. Uh, I think it was like a $7 million deal. So he was there with the, with the team uh, at the white house this week. And a yeah. lot of people, you know, people were asking me, Hey, do you think that means he's going to, He's going to resign with the Chiefs. Is that a, a, a clue? And I said, I, I don't think so. He's out there. You know, he's, he's going to go to the White House. But um, yeah. he goes to Denver. So I've seen you tweet about Frank. Obviously, you worked for the Chiefs. So you know a lot of these guys personally. And you had some firsthand experiences with him and the kind of human being he was. Um, how important was he behind the scenes, in, in your view, to th- the success of this current Chiefs run? And how hard is it personally for you to, to see him in a Broncos jersey. Yeah, it's going to it sting a little. Um, but, you know, it's different, Patrick, when you get to know him. And I'm not going to pretend that I was friends with Frank. We were hanging out and that kind of stuff. But you get to know him as people. And I've said this before, like my respect and my fandom for getting to know at, at any kind of level these guys wasn't conditional. You know, it wasn't based on only them when they're with the Chiefs or when they leave. I mean, obviously, I, I want him to have success except when he's playing against the Chiefs. But I, I haven't been shy about what I believe Frank meant to that room on the defensive side when he came in. And I've made that point. And I've made the I've said it many times before that, you know, as much as a difference as Patrick Mahomes made to the offense, um, I believe wholeheartedly that the Tyron Matthew and Frank Clark, when they came in and changed the culture of that defensive room was almost equally as impactful. I'm not going to say it now because it's proven that he's the going to be the best player to ever play the game. So that, I don't want to make that statement, but it, it was equally almost equally as impactful for the leadership, the professionalism, the way that he went about his business and the way just to, I mean, it's a bigger discussion if we want to get into it, but uh, playing through pain, paying through playing through injuries and playing when you're at 70% and you might not put up uh, the same kind of numbers that your contract would dictate, but you're giving everything your body in that moment can physically give as a coach, as a teammate, as somebody's around, like you reward that, like that's exactly what you want from your guys. But then when they don't play up to the standards that the contract states, then you criticize them for it. And it's like, you can't have it both ways. Um, especially with a guy who was playing through a lot of the stuff and a lot of the stomach stuff, but even the nerve issue that he had the year before we had the big brace on his arm. I mean, the guy couldn't use power on the right side of his body without the whole right side of his body going numb. And so the reason why he, there were certain power moves he couldn't do and he was spinning and trying to do different things. He gained weight trying to, to help that a little bit. But I saw a guy just 
invest into his teammates uh, and be as open with the media and people who ask him questions. He was genuine. You would get a real response from him, uh, a genuine one when you asked him a question. Uh, and we saw it a little bit last year um, at training camp, working with George Kaloftis after practice. He was just known to do stuff like that. So I, I wasn't going to be surprised at all if he came back to Kansas City. Uh, he spoke, you know, I'm glad he had a chance to speak about his relationship with Coach Reed publicly and kind of get people got to see that side of him that last six months. I think that was really important that everyone else got a chance to see that as kind of what people around him knew about him. But on the masses, hadn't really had those kinds of conversations. Uh, so I wasn't going to be surprised at all if he came back, if the money made sense if it made sense for Frank from a playing time and obviously getting King Felix coming in here, if it was going to work, I know he loves it. He loves the staff, uh, but it's a business at the end of the day. And I'm not thrilled that he's going to Denver, but if it's not going to be the chiefs, I'm not going to hold it against anybody to go to get some money uh, when he's only got probably a couple of these kind of deals left uh, in his career with as much as he's played through. But I think his, uh, his time in Kansas city is etched in stone and uh, I hope people remember what he was able to do for this team, both on and off the field, and how he's going to be able to help and kind of that ripple effect uh, of guys like Karloftis and the guys that were around him last year and what they'll be able to take from him. Yeah, terrific insight. And we saw that with Alex Smith taking Patrick Mahomes under his wing. He didn't have to do that. Um, and it's difficult for us as fans sometimes to know everything that's going on behind the scenes. There's personal reasons for that information not to come out. There's tactical reasons for that information not to come out. And it's, you know, sometimes these guys get signed and they get a big contract and fans, they put expectations on them. And I think it's important sometimes for us to step back and say, hey, like the guys who run this team are pretty good at what they do. Mm-hmm. And, and look at the results. Frank is a piece of, of, of a couple of championship teams. And boy, did he show up for them, particularly in the playoffs. He, he dug really deep. Do you want a smart lock, a 2K cam and doorbell all in one? Now you can with Eufy, the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330. Easy to install. All you need is just a Phillips screwdriver. So easy that even I, yes, I figured out how to install it. It's a keyless entry, so no more fumbling for the keys, which, by the way, I didn't even have a key to my front door. Uh, yeah, I had to go through the garage, so I would be SOL if something were to happen, but not anymore with Eufy. It's keyless. You have no monthly fee, unlike other brands that charge monthly fees. Your recordings locally and never have to pay for storage, and the customer service is top-notch now. Let's be real. I didn't have to use it. I figured out how to use that Phillips screwdriver to install. Trust me, guys. I, I, I'm not lying to you. It is extremely easy. But if you have issues with your Eufy or installation, be rest assured Eufy is on standby for you 24-7 so you can enjoy a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty. If you want to check it out, which I highly recommend you do, check out the Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then 
place a $5 wager on any sport, you'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Which leads me to my next question for you. And I, I Verterim is on the show uh, a couple of weeks ago, and and he talked about the possibility of Frank coming back, and and said, "Gee, you know, if he comes back and wins another Super Bowl, like mm-hmm. his career starts to look kind of interesting, particularly with his production in the playoffs." But I wanted to ask you, for Kansas City, do you believe he belongs in the Ring of Honor as an individual and what he was able to do? Yes. Um, the reason I hesitate is there's a lot of guys that need to go in the ring of honor. There's a, there's a backlog of guys, especially from the two thousands era. Um, that whole offense <laughs> needs to be in uh, the ring of honor and they only put one guy in a year. And so eventually, yes, I think he deserves to have his name on there for what he was able to do um, and what he meant to that team. And I think the people that were around him, his coaches, the support staff, obviously his teammates, um, they could speak to those things. And when you hear those guys talk, it's not lip service. I mean, he meant a lot to that room and to that group. So I would absolutely love to see him in there. I think he deserves to be in there. But there's a lot of other guys that have had to wait a long time that aren't in there yet that deserve to be up there too. And we don't want to shortchange those guys. Uh, But when you look at the handful of guys that made this happen over the last several years, Frank is in the top tier of that group of guys that deserve all the love and recognition for what the Chiefs have done successfully um, over the last several years in this dynasty and this golden age of Chiefs football right now. Yeah, I think he should be put in just for his his post game interviews alone. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that provides plenty of entertainment for all of us. Um, so, look, it was kind of a bittersweet week for the Chiefs. Uh, it was a bittersweet week for the Chiefs. They got to celebrate their win uh, of the Super Bowl at the White House, but they also lost Norma Hunt. Uh, now, you worked for the Chiefs, so I had to ask you: you know, Did you get a chance to meet Norma Hunt? And can you tell us? a little bit about the kind of person that she was and what she meant to the organization. Yeah. I, you can't work for the chiefs and not be fully aware of what Norma meant. Um, not just to the chiefs, but just to the NFL in general. And, and when, you know, the chiefs came and what, you know, her and Lamar were able to do together and how much she was really a part of a lot of the things that went down and how it all came together. I didn't have a chance to talk with her a lot. Um, was around her, um, met her just in passing, but, they do such a good job within that organization of, you know, one of the pillars of the organization is honoring tradition. Uh, it's, and again, not lip service. They, they wholeheartedly lean into that, um, 
you know, anytime Clark speaks, you hear him talk about his dad all the time. Um, and you hear him talk about his mom and you hear people talk and you saw it around the league. Um, the other NFL teams and executives expressing their condolences uh, to the Hunt family and to the Chiefs organization. Uh, and that, you know, they're the NFL as it is today and the Chiefs as they are today. Norma Hunt, you know, you talk about the Pro Football Hall of Fame and, you know, people that have been that have impacted the game in different ways and going to all the Super Bowls uh, as a line that, that you use in talking about uh, Norma. But even going back to way back and selling season ticket packages when they first came, like she was so involved in so many different things and still was um, as that first lady of football that uh, it was definitely a, a sad day. Uh, in Kansas City and you feel for the Hunt family uh, and what and what she meant to them. And I think everybody in Kansas City um, owes something to her and the legacy that, that she's created and has been a part of creating what Chiefs Kingdom is right now. Absolutely. And it's great to get that that kind of insight. You know, obviously Clark is there and and, and represents the family at, at most things. And um, I think it's just good for fans to know because obviously I'm you, me, so many people that we, we've already talked about, like we, we have careers in part because of the Chiefs, our love for the organization, the success that the organization has had and the impact that football has had on all of us. So it is a, it is a big loss for somebody who is around for the entirety of this run and, and, and help to, to craft it and support the, the family that uh, is responsible for it. So um, yeah, our hearts go out to everyone in the hunt family here at Arrowhead addict fan sided um, a tremendous loss uh, for, for the chiefs and for the NFL switching gears a little bit here to, to something a little bit more lighthearted as we were talking about the chiefs at the white house, there was, there was a funny moment <laughs> there where Travis Kelsey tried to take the podium and Patrick stopped him. And it was obviously I said, some people asked me like, do you think that was a, a planned bit or did it, was it spontaneous? I was like, no, it's clearly a planned bit. Like you guys, yeah. you can hear Travis say to the president, stay right here for a second. He goes over there. <laughs> um, I, I got a big kick out of it. I know everyone else did too. So I wanted to ask you, you know, would president Travis Kelsey unite the country? Uh, probably not <laughs> just because he speaks, he speaks his mind and isn't afraid to, to, Speak his mind. Uh, let's put it that way. Uh, and maybe some people wouldn't take it the right way if he wasn't on their side with certain things. Um, I definitely think he'd rile up uh, his supporters pretty well. He's done that in Chiefs with Chiefs fans uh, pretty well. And uh, we get, we're a Riley bunch. We can get riled up pretty easily, yeah. um, especially nowadays. You just mentioned that anybody else is a top quarterback in the NFL and just watch Chiefs Twitter just descend on that that thread. But I think if a uh, little bit of coaching, a little bit of meeting him in the middle, I think he could uh, be a good representative of an organization. I don't know about the country, uh, but it would be entertaining. Uh, that's for sure. And as somebody that supports him and likes him, uh, I would have loved to hear what he would have had to say. But uh, I can't imagine that you can kind of riff like that at the White House and situate if that was not a planned bit. Uh, yeah. I think that we would have seen Secret Service or something uh, act a little differently uh, <laughs> had they know, not known that was part of the deal. Indeed. Well, I would sign up for President Kelsey for a day, at least a day. Um, you know, speaking of, of Mahomes and Kelsey, their chemistry and friendship, I thought, you know, that was that was on display right there in that interaction. What do you think that they rank kind of like all time as far as like the NFL's greatest quarterback receiver duos? <sighs> Man, this is a, this is a perfect like mid-June conversation. That's right. uh, 
it's in that conversation. I we've said it with before, you know, with like tight end, who's the best tight end. You just want to be in the conversation. You just want to be one of the three or four groups that everybody's arguing about all the time. And everyone's going to have a slightly different perspective. You ask people in San Francisco, they say Montana and rice. Um, and you can't argue against that. Even like Brady and Gronk during their dynasty, during their heyday, like that was special, but it's hard for us now to really fathom or comprehend what we're seeing because a lot of things you don't really appreciate it until years later, until it's gone. And we've been saying from the beginning, let's cherish this. Let's, we don't understand how special this is. And as much as we talk about Patrick Mahomes, I still don't fully think we all understand that we're watching the greatest player to ever live. And we can make that comment without it being this hot take. And he's 27, 28 years old. He's not even he's just starting his prime. And so I definitely think they're in the conversation. I see Ronald Rodrigo saying top three. Absolutely. I think that they're in the top three of a, a tight end that I think no other tight end in NFL history had three consecutive thousand yard seasons. And now he's done it seven times and that, you know, where he's, you know, on third down, he's going to run an option route. He's going to run a Y stick, whatever it is, he's going to be open and he's so good at getting open. And they're so, in sync on the same page with leverages and coverages and where guys are that it's that innate ability and that instinctual, they see the game, they feel the game the same way. And a lot of that stuff, you just can't coach. It comes from reps. It comes from them being comfortable and talking to each other and watching film together. And this is stuff that happened years ago. And now they just kind of get it. They just see things the same way. So I definitely think they're in that conversation. I would put them at the top just because I'm extremely biased. Uh, but I don't think at this point, any rational football fan couldn't have them or wouldn't have them in that conversation. You're right. And they've got hopefully years to go. We talk on the podcast a lot about, you know, appreciate Travis Kelsey. Now he's still at the top of his game. And, and, and we certainly hope for that sort of, as, as a lot of tight ends tend to have these pass catching tight ends, they don't tend to fall off a cliff. There's that sort of just like slow, decline and that's what we're hoping we're hoping for about eh, three more years prime travis kelsey maybe four that would be great and then just you know he can play for five more years if he wants and just continue to be that guy who hey he's here's 700 yards 800 yards and, and a few times yeah. his his game would translate very well if if a 39 year old antonio gates and jason Witten can go out there and run around yeah. and get open travis kelsey is going to be get open but i've said before travis kelsey may be one of the toughest players that i mean they're all tough i mean let's relative uh these guys playing the nfl you've ever been down near go to training camp be near when they're even doing thud uh it's a different world uh you get down there in a regular season playoff game uh those guys are just wired differently but kelsey's done so good such a good job of, of doing everything he can to take care of his body but it's a position that you get beat up uh he gets hit a lot he gets pulled to like everything that goes into playing tight end uh you don't know how long his body's going to hold up and the more that he does things away from football to site solidity hired a an off the field agent uh to get him ready for more things like saturday night live he'll get into acting i'm sure and hosting and he's going to be one of those guys that's going to be good at anything that he wants to do and it's going to be as long as he's still having fun with the game and his body will allow him to play uh you can see him keep playing but having chance to be around him. I don't think he'll ever get enough credit for his toughness. We'll watch his highlights, his ability to get open, his hands, but that's a tough SOB. And uh, he did a lot to, to stay on the field and get back on the field for his teammates. That's the, a lot of the stuff that I got to see behind the scenes is what these guys go through. And, and then you get on Twitter and it's like, these guys don't care and they don't care about, they only care about some money. I'm like, I saw that guy 
like needing help to get on the bus um, after the game or getting help to get on the plane after the game. Don't say these guys don't care. Uh, so that's the stuff that used to bother me, but tough SOB that one. Yeah. Meanwhile, I hurt myself this morning unraveling the garden hose. So you know, <laughs> I, I, I've been in a baseball game a week ago and I still could barely move my right arm. And so like, I, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's different. Yeah. These guys are wired differently. They sure are. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. Um, well, speaking of wide receivers, there's been a lot of talk about the wide receiver group this offseason. Brett Veach has certainly earned the benefit of the doubt uh, with his roster decisions, particularly recently. Some fans, though, think the group could use a little bit of juice. Um, are you confident in this group as it's currently constructed? And then, of course, I've got to ask the question. Everybody knows it's coming, especially given the, the CBS report about the Chiefs and Bills being down to those two for DeAndre Hopkins. Do you think they should get or try to get DeAndre Hopkins? Yes. I've been DeAndre Hopkins has been one of my top receivers, if not my top receiver for as long as he's been in the league. I've been a huge fan of his. Um, and I, I do think the chiefs could absolutely use him. I mean, it's silly to say the chiefs couldn't use DeAndre Hopkins and they wouldn't be better with him. He's one of the, still one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. I think he put up an average of I think he had almost a hundred yards on average. I think he finished like 700 yards last year or something like that. And he only played in like six or seven games. Um, and he had Kyler Murray throwing him the ball. And the biggest takeaway I have away f- from watching DeAndre Hopkins last year is that Kyler Murray is not an accurate thrower. You watch DeAndre Hopkins highlights from last year. He's reaching back across the middle. He's falling down. He's diving for passes across the middle when there's nobody around him. Not a lot of yards after the catch because the passes weren't that accurate. I couldn't imagine what kind of numbers he would put up uh, with Patrick Mahomes if Travis Kelsey's getting the attention and all that. So I would 100% uh, bring in DeAndre Hopkins and be ecstatic if that was the case. Now, if they don't, the people that have put put together the roster that have won a couple of Super Bowls feel comfortable with this group. And they've seen more and they know more than we do, especially at the wide receiver position. So much of it with Andy Reid has to do with the mental ability to understand how to read a defense when you line up at your position. And we've, I've talked about this. A lot of people have talked about this. And I know Nate Taylor's written about this uh, a lot is that a lot of times they're not calling routes in the play. Like they're calling concepts and they don't know what they they're going to do until they line up and read a defense. And anytime you talk to the rookie wide receivers, you hear them talk about learning the offense and they kind of have that deer in the headlights look. It's because it's so much different than most anything these guys have done uh, at this level. And so when you're projecting which of these receivers and guys like Justin Ross, and it's like, well, let's not put too much pressure. Let's not pencil him in or write him in pen as the number three receiver before he's ever stepped foot on the field. But athletically, you know, it's there. If the health is there athletically, you know, he's got the ability to do it. We've seen that in the highlights, 
but it's the mental side of how well does he really understand leverages where the safeties or the linebackers are and how much trust does Patrick Mahomes have that he'll be in the right spot in the right situation. Cause it's not about necessarily him being in the right spot to be open to throw him the ball. If he runs the wrong route, he's bringing a defender into the wrong area. And there's a person where Patrick Mahomes does not expect him to be. And that's a bigger issue that when it comes to those receivers. So it's a, it's a big point to say they know more about what's most important for receivers in this offense. And that's mentally understanding what to do. Um, that being said, if you want to go win another Super Bowl, if you want to keep winning these really tight game, I mean, I know we're all in, like we're got all the Super Bowls. It's our dynasty. They're winning close game. They're not blowing everybody out by 10, 50, like 20 points every game. You give Patrick Mahomes a weapon like DeAndre Hopkins, you're the, it puts you even higher in, in my eyes. I do think that they need him, but that's because I don't, I don't know what we have yet. And none of us do except for the people in that room. And so maybe it's just the chiefs fan in me trusting those guys and trusting Veach and coach Reed and, and all those guys that are coaching them to know what we have before they go out there and do it. But I would still be a proponent of, of bringing in Deandre Hopkins. Now that he's a free agent, it didn't make sense. Give a big pick and deal with that contract. But now that he's released and you get a chance to sign him to on your terms, uh, I think it makes all the sense. And a lot of teams, you know, they don't have – not everybody has a ton of money right now. It's a, a good situation if the Chiefs were going to end up with DeAndre Hopkins the way that it's played out. I'm with you, and I, I think that's great insight. And, boy, Veach and company certainly have earned the benefit of the doubt. Uh, I did not think as, as brilliant as Mahomes is and everything, I, I did not think they were going to win the Super Bowl last year at the beginning of the season. I You know, I, I was hopeful – but I thought, you know, transition year, there's a lot going on. Um, just absolutely incredible. Just elevated everybody to a, a whole nother level and, and, and Mahomes even more brilliant. Uh, the margin so- of error gets bigger with DeAndre Hopkins. That's maybe a be- the best way of putting it. You could still win it last year. You felt like the margin of error was smaller, but they still had a chance to win and they did. You bring in DeAndre Hopkins, you give yourself a little bit more bigger margin. That's a, you know, I, when I think about that kind of scenario, I often think about the 13 seconds Bills game, which I was fortunate enough, blessed to be at in person. And I think about that, that pass to Tyreek Hill where he took it for a touchdown. And, and that's a play where you look at that and you're like, okay, that things still could have worked out. They still could have won that game, but I mean, that just doesn't happen with anybody else. Like literally anybody else, he gets tackled and then you've got to run a few more plays and you want a few guys like that kicking around your team just because you can win it with guys who can't do that doesn't mean that they're not really, really nice to have. Yeah, no, absolutely. It makes things easier when you can throw a five-yard hitch. Or I think that was the biggest thing with Tyreek and leaving is is not just how the defenses play differently, but you weren't just gifted six yards whenever you want, and they're playing 15 yards off. And it's just like, oh, I'm just going to throw it to him real quick and pick up an easy five. It's the easiest five yards you're ever going to get because they were playing so far off. Those were the hidden yards that you weren't going to be able to get as much as they were the big touchdowns on the, the short little crossers where he finds a way to beat all the angles. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, those DBs, as soon as they take one step, they're like, oh, shoot, <laughs> I took the wrong angle, uh, even though I knew what I was going to have to deal with. I wanted to ask you about the draft class. Um, you, you guys at KCSN, by the way, just do a tremendous job of covering the NFL draft. You guys, if you're you, you should be watching and absorbing all the KCSN content, but especially the draft stuff. Um, how did you all feel about this year's draft? Like, how did it go for the Chiefs? And are there certain rookies that you're especially excited to see play? Yeah, I think 
and I'm going to give all the credit to the draft stuff to Kent, Maddie, Craig, um, Zach Eisen helped out. I mean, those guys were in it. Um, I do a lot more of the behind the scenes stuff, the not fun stuff, running a business. Uh, now that takes up a lot more of my time. Uh, I was really happy with the draft because two of the players that we talked to at the Shrine Bowl that we got interviews with, the Chiefs drafted. And with the three, 400 players you could choose from, and we got 25 one-on-one sit-downs for two of those guys with Keandre Coburn and BJ Thompson for us to have one-on-one interviews with them talking about what it would be like to join the chiefs and all of that six about two months before three months before the draft uh, is what made me most excited in the moment because uh, those guys knew more about them. But, uh, but yeah, I was excited about the draft class. I don't think there were any huge needs where you need this instant playmaker to step in uh, and make plays right away. Obviously the K state fan in me and the, the Kansas city native, all the stories and the, just the perfect way it happened for Felix, Andy Duque, Uzama to get drafted. I think it was beautiful as uh, a player that what three years ago weighed 198 pounds, uh, you talk to anybody at K-State, he has worked for everything he's ever gotten, and that is the way that he's wired, uh, which is exactly what you want for these guys, same way that George Karloftis uh, seems to be wired with the way that he's getting after it. And so you put a, a bunch of like-minded people like that together, and and it, it's going to be special. But I loved the Saturday, um, the Saturday part of the draft. I loved uh, Shamari Connor, uh, versatile defensive back that – uh, it'll be fun to see the different ways that Spags can use his, can use him as he kind of develops. Uh, look at the probably the second half of the regular season uh, when they really start dialing up the things that they like. Um, but my favorite pick and relative, just the pl- player I think that has the most upside I mentioned is BJ Thompson. If you have a chance to watch BJ Thompson, he is a mold of clay. He's got some work to do. I don't know how instant of an impact he's going to make. But for size, speed, athleticism, and then just like unique traits, I'll, I'll never forget that phrase. Chris Ballard said that to me years ago when he was working in Kansas City. He said, you look for guys with unique traits that you can highlight. And B.J. Thompson has some absolutely unique traits. Again, it's going to be a couple of years, but if two years from now we're talking about pass rush, are they going to extend Felix and Karloftis and how are they doing? I think B.J. Thompson could absolutely be in that mix. Uh, because of what he brings athletically. So he's got the most upside. He's the player that I'm excited to watch. But Rasheed Rice, I mean, there are a handful of those guys that that have a great opportunity to step in. And the beauty is none of those guys outside of probably Felix to some extent, um, you really need to count on year one. I think they're those guys are in a good spot, especially with the Donovan Smith signing. Uh, Wanya isn't necessarily like – it's him and Yang battling it out. No, there's some numbers there they can get through it. So I was excited about the draft class. I think it did a good job. If it's anything like even half as good as the draft the year before, it's an absolute dynasty to hit and have that many guys on rookie contracts uh, that you can, the next two years of free agency is going to be real fun because of hitting on that draft. If they hit on this one, they're going to be able to have some fun and spend some money, which we'll be able to enjoy March and, and free agency a little bit more. Yeah. It's exciting. I'll tell you, man, if, 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 if Felix adds his motor to, to furious George's man, <laughs> offensive lines are going to, they're going to be in for a long day. Those guys are not going to give up. Uh, I got just a couple more questions for you. I got to ask, speaking of offensive line, uh, look, they just won the Super Bowl with Orlando Brown jr. And Andrew Wiley, but the chiefs, there's a lot of reasons why opted to make some changes there, brought in two new tackles. How confident are you in these two new additions? I guess you have to wait and see when they get out there. I think you, Juwan Taylor, 
as far as what they could do on paper before they get out there in pads and do it for real, I don't think they could have done any better. I think it was a perfect way that it kind of, it happened. You go from Orlando Brown Jr., big, physical, not the fleetest of foot. Let's be honest, like not moving his feet real fast. Those speed rushers, those guys, where he gets beat, a lot of times it's with the speed. Um, Juwan Taylor, different kind of athlete, different kind of player. Um, and in that regard, I think it's probably more along the lines of what we've seen with the Chiefs, Eric Fisher was very athletic. Mitch Schwartz was very athletic. They love to get out and get those guys in space uh, and run a lot of, it looks like a quick, you know, wide receiver pass, but it's actually a screen because you've got Creed Humphrey or one of your tackles like 20 yards down the field blocking. So Andrew Wiley was one of my favorite dudes that I was around. And so I was never going to buy in. Again, my fandom and my respect for these guys wasn't conditional on how they played. Uh, I knew them as people. I knew what they went through. And when you know somebody, you root for them. You know, when they struggle, you're like, man, that sucks. He needs to play a little better, but I think he's got what it takes. And Andrew Wiley took a lot of, I won't use the words that I use on KCSN because I don't know if that's allowed here, Patrick, but he took a lot of flack um, all year. But when he absolutely needed to be his best, he was. And you go back to, I believe, that Bengals game, that scramble that Mahomes had where he had that busted ankle. If you watch that play again, Andrew Wiley's ability to mirror uh, I don't know if it was Hubbard or whoever was Hendrickson, whoever's in front of him that had about six yards of space between him and Wiley, Wiley mirroring him and allowing to cut the angle. So Mahomes could on a bum ankle, um, we say bum ankle. And I think it was like the fastest he ran in like two years on the next gen stats. Yep. But Andrew Wiley's ability on that play should never be forgotten. And he struggled during the year, gave up a lot of pressures. But when he needed to be at his absolute best, he stepped up. And it's the reason the Chiefs won a Super Bowl in large part was the way the offensive line and specifically Andrew Wiley himself played uh, down the stretch. And so I get it. I, all the moves made complete sense to me. I'm glad Wiley got paid. Even glad Orlando Brown Jr. got paid. I think that's a good sign for any young player that's coming through Kansas City. You do the right things, you win, then you go get paid. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I love Andrew Wiley. What a story. Um, he got the job done. That's, that's, that's what he got paid to do. He got the job done. Very, very happy for him. Um, when we talk about the young talent on this roster, who do you think could have the potential breakout season? Obviously you got like guys like Sky Moore, George Karloftis, there's more Kadarius Tony would technically be a breakout for him. Uh, is there somebody that you think is most likely or more likely to take that great leap forward? Man, there's a lot. Um, Kadarius Tony being one, uh, just having a, a full off season to learn the offense and not just have probably certain, not without knowing certain packages and certain plays that he knew. And he only worried about those. He didn't try to worry about the rest uh, as he came in the middle of the season, but to see what he can do, if he can stay healthy, um, what kind of role do they put him in? Do they put him in the, the D'Anthony Thomas, the early Tyree kill, and then the McCall Hardman, a lot of the jet, that whole package of plays with the jet sweeps and the ghost action and all of that, that leverage and those threats uh, with that kind of skill set, or do they put him now saying into a traditional wide receiver role, but how do they move him around? How many different packages is he a part of in the areas of the field that he's attacking? Uh, I think that, He's a player I'm excited to watch. Brian Cook is a player that I'm really excited to watch because physically it was there, doesn't slow down, gets after it, getting more comfortable with the defense. I think Spag said it a couple weeks ago, and I think I saw a quote that one of the veteran defensive players this week, uh, I think it was Justin Reed, said we're light years ahead of where we were last year. And Patrick, you know this, those guys, when they're rookies, any kind of impact they have is really impressive as a rookie, not just because they're rookies and it's the first time, 
but they just spent months not getting ready to play football. They get, they spent months getting ready to be really good at exercise drills at the combine and their pro days. They're not preparing to play football. And now they get an entire off season to play football and they know what to expect. And so that whole group that we praised last year, those rookies for being so good, Brian cook, Jalen Watson, Trent McDuffie, Josh Williams, that whole group, you could pick any one of those dudes and say, that guy's going to explode this year. And one of them will absolutely explode and be a completely game changing, different kind of player. And it's strictly because they had an entire off season to really hone in on how to become a better or how to be a better pro. They know what to expect. Uh, but Brian Cook's the one that I'm really excited to to get a chance to watch up at training camp and then see once we get into the season, uh, him kind of take the reins of that position and uh, start playing a little more free and stop thinking quite as much and just get after it and go hit somebody. It was fun to watch in college. Yeah, I think that's an excellent point. You got to run the 40. You got to look good for these tests. Now it's like they got a chance to test their medal against the best of the best in that competition. And now they know what they need to do. Maybe you need to get a little bit stronger. Maybe you need to get a little bit lighter. You need to work on this area, that area. You're with the a whole year of a, a pro strength and conditioning. Tony, I think, if I've said on the podcast multiple times, is going to benefit from working with the Chiefs coaching staff. Could he still have injury issues? Of course. Some things you can't avoid. But And I know that they got kind of like a bad anonymous rating. And everything I've ever heard about the Chiefs training staff the results on the field, people staying healthy has been tremendous. Them being healthy has been a big part of their Super Bowl run. So I'm excited about all of that. Last question for you, and I'll let you get out of here. And I got to ask it, uh, but I'm not going to go all the way with it. I'm not going to go all the way with it. <laughs> Early predictions, but I want to know where you stand. Do you think the Chiefs can at least make it back to the, will they at least make it back to the Super Bowl this year? I'll go as far as say I think they'll make the AFC championship game. Uh, I think it's a coin flip. I'm not taking, I'm not going to disrespect how good the Bengals or the bills and the bills, they have some changes. So did the Bengals. I mean, both those teams lost more. They lost a lot of stuff, but I think the AFC championship game, you don't make it to that. The season's a disappointment. You lose the AFC title game and you gave it your best shot. You don't know about injuries or how it all plays out, but I've always said like, if they don't make the AFC championship game, I think it's a disappointment. Uh, winning the AFC championship, going to the Super Bowl is tough, especially doing a second year in a row. That's why a lot of teams don't repeat. They don't go back and, and win it. Um, it's where the Chiefs could really separate themselves. And we use this word dynasty. They go back to back in any of these years. I think it solidifies that point um, that we've all made about, you know, the Chiefs being in the middle of a dynasty. A lot of people started using that word. Some people used it early on uh, before it was probably official or however you want to describe that. But um, I do think that, they're obviously going to be the favorite in the AFC, but for me, anything short of the AFC title would be a disappointing season. If they lose that um, to another team for whatever, however it plays out, I'm not going to say it wouldn't sting, but you get back there. I think that's kind of the floor of, you know, what a good season would look like in my opinion. Just amazing that we're here. I mean, that we're sitting here and we're like, yeah, I'll be happy if they get the AFC championship game. Like, like that, that would be a successful season before I'd be it's just we're old. Yeah, right. I was thrilled. We, we, we were grinding out. Con- Our careers started where they were awful. And so it's like, if people are like, is it hard to find things to talk about in June? It's like, not really. Like, we're conditioned for this. Like, everybody, yeah. me, you, Connor, Matt, Verderam, uh, Stags over there, like, we've all been doing this. Uh, Seth Kaiser, like, we've all been doing this together uh, for so long. Obviously, Craig uh, is working with us now. Like, we were all together back then, figuring out ways to create engaging content when the team wasn't good. Yeah. And so, like, I'm never going to 
not, I'm never going to take what, what is happening right now for granted. Cause I remember just praying for relevancy, give me a relevant game in December yep. and just make me into it for some reason that give me that hope that, Hey, if, if these seven teams lose the next three games and we went out, like we have a chance at a wild card. Yeah. Uh, and now we're sitting here talking like, is it going to be disappointing if they, you know, go to the AFC title game and lose? Like some perspective is always nice to have. It's sure well, you got to keep the olds around like us. That's right. That's right. When Mahomes <laughs> retires, I'm retiring. Um, unless his son, unless his son uh, is, is entering the league. I got to respond to this. Sorry, Patrick. So remember the Brody curl years, I was living in San Diego and I can to this day, I talk about this with my wife all the time. I remember the game that Brody Croyle started in San Diego. I was just inebriated enough to convince everyone at our tailgate that we've never seen what this guy can do. He's going to come out and light it up. How do we know that couldn't happen? I think yeah. we had like 80 yards of total offense in that game. It was one of the most brutal games I'd ever watched. I had every Chiefs fan at my tailgate convinced is like, we don't know. We don't know what this is going to look like. And so from going from that and then just like, Kyle Orton and Palco and like get into all of it. Like it, it conditioned us for this Patrick, but I saw the Brody Coyle thing. And I was like, I will always remember that game in San Diego of me convincing all my friends out there. It's like, we don't know what he could do. Maybe it's going to be really, really special. Yeah. It was special. It's just kind of the other way. He almost beat Peyton Manning one time. I'll never forget that. That was the, that was the highlight. Never won a game, but went toe to toe with Manning. BJ, can you tell everybody uh, where they can find all of y'all's work over at KCSN? Yeah, we got plenty of it. So you can find uh, all of our stuff on YouTube by searching KC Sports Network or KCSN. We've got like, seven different YouTube channels. Uh, we obviously do a lot of Chief stuff. We've got about 15 shows a week during the regular season on the Chief side, but we also cover the Royals, Sporting KC, the KC Current, KU, K-State, Mizzou. We've got a storytelling channel, and we've got some really cool things coming up with that. We've got a sports betting channel um, with Benny Heiss. Uh, that worked with you guys in the past that Benny's yep. doing a great job. Excited to have him on board and back in that sports betting space here in Kansas city. But uh, yeah. And then podcasts, just search KC sports network or KCSN. We've got all the social channels, wherever you, wherever you are digitally that you consume content, you can find our stuff. Um, just like you can find all the other great chiefs content out there. There's a lot of great stuff and we've got a lot of shows by design. The whole point is we're going to have something for everyone. Not everyone's going to love every single show or every perspective, but the idea is to have enough shows and enough different perspectives, enough kinds of shows that uh, you're going to find something in there that you like and that, that uh, you'll want to listen to every week. It's awesome, man. It's been so great to see it grow. Uh, more great Chiefs and, and Kansas City content for everybody out there. Mountains and mountains of content. So make sure you guys check it out. It's We got a long sort of 60 days here or so um, before things get interesting again. So those guys will keep you entertained. BJ, thank you so much for joining me here, taking time out of your, I know, very busy schedule. I really appreciate uh, your time. It's good to have no, you. This man. is fun, man. I appreciate it. Let me ramble a little bit, talk about my guy Frank. Yeah. Uh, take it easy on him, Chiefs Kingdom. It's a good yeah. he's a good yeah. he's a good egg. He gave us everything he had. And now I can go get some money in Denver and uh and yeah. Hopefully I didn't give him too many of the secrets that we had on Denver over the years. Hopefully he doesn't share those. He can keep those to himself. But yeah. Indeed. appreciate you having me on. It was fun. Yeah, absolutely. BJ Kissel, everybody uh, from KCSN. Please make sure you head over there, check out his work. Uh fantastic having you on. All right. That was BJ. Um, like I said, you know, we, we, when we all get together, it's, it's, it's hard not to talk about the old days, but, um, you know, I started doing this in, in 2009 
Um, actually, even before that, frankly, when I was, I was writing over at Arrowhead Pride at SB Nation. And so it's been a long road for some of us. And uh, to get to this point where the Chiefs are so good and we've got a guy like Patrick Mahomes, which we all dreamed of. You guys know this. I don't need to tell you this. You were, were in the same boat that we were. We're all fans. And um, Ronald says, great guest, great interview, Patrick. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate you. Um, yeah, we're trying to trying to mix it up here, keep the Thursday show uh, cooking for y'all and and we've got uh, another great guest next week i'll i'll, I'll uh, clue you in sometime mid next week we'll keep it a surprise for now but um and we'll get verderan back on here um yeah it's been a long road and it's just really um you know we, we kind of touched on it when we talked about norma hunt but it, the, the chiefs mean a lot to i know to you all um life comes at you you got a lot of things going on and and it sometimes it can be difficult you're up you're down and to have an escape and in something that we all love which is watching football i mean i just i look forward to nfl season the minute it ends i never get people complain about preseason games bring it all to me man hall of fame game preseason scrimmages otas i love it uh, it's one thing that just never gets old for me it brings a lot of joy to my life and i know it does for for you all as well devin says nice glasses thanks man appreciate it Kip, uh, BJ was awesome when he was with the Chiefs. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, what a great job. You know, there's only one of those. And uh, to get to work for the Chiefs, and I believe BJ, I didn't ask him about this, but I believe he got a ring because he was with the team. And when you work for the team, you get a ring. So uh, I should have, uh, he, sh- uh, he should have worn that. Next time we have him on, I'm going to make him bring the ring if he does indeed have one, which I believe he does. How cool. Can you imagine being a Chiefs fan your entire life? getting a job with the team and then getting a ring. I, you know, I need to find out if they're giving rings to, you know, everybody like, um, like the ushers at the stadium, people work at the stadium. Cause if that's true, I'm, I might just go and spend my time trying to get myself a chief spring. Well, I'll work anything. Mr. Hunt concessions, ushering. You want me to work in the gift shop? I'll put in a year for you. Uh, if, if the chiefs win a super bowl, if it means I'm going to get, whatever ring it is that you give to the rest of the people. Um, what do you guys think? Should I campaign to get a gig with the Chiefs? Chiefer says, I'm going to go work for the Chiefs. I'm telling you, man, like they do that. They, you work for the, it's, it's a team effort. It's everybody. I, I, I mean, I, I think, I think, I know that the Cubs did that when they won the World Series. You know, it's, it's uh, I think there's probably levels. I don't think BJ got the same ring as Frank Clark. Um, but yeah, Jerome says a ring for concessions. I'm in, right? Like, let's just form a little group. You figure you go work for the chiefs for even just a year. Your odds are pretty good with the way that they've been winning. So maybe we should, Richard, should we put up a poll? Like, would you work for the chiefs for a year? If you knew that they were going to win the super bowl and you were going to get like whatever that level of Super Bowl ring is that they give out. Maybe it's worth $5,000, say something like that, right? But it's like an official, it's the ring, it's got actual gems in it. Would you quit your job and go work for the Chiefs for for a year at any kind of position? Like we're, we're thinking like jo- jobs that idiots like us could get. So you're not, you're not, in the, you know, you're going to be working in the scouting department. Maybe some of you could, um, but I'm talking like, Parking lot attendant. Oh, we got a poll up. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Parking lot attendant, you know, uh, concessions, usher, admin in the front office, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, gift shop. I'd love, I, I'd, I'd probably really enjoy working in the, in the, in the gift shop, to be honest with you. Someone says, uh, I'm one year from graduating, so I'll hard pass. 
Uh, yeah, don't drop out of school. I wouldn't want to drop out of school. Devin says, I will quit for sure. Uh, Latrell says, keep the rings and and go do some cat magic. Um, yeah, just keep winning, right? Uh, I think you can buy like, maybe Jostens makes one. Like if you want to buy a sort of ring, you know, it's not going to be like what you would get if you worked for the Chiefs. But I think that's a thing that they do. People like buys, like when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, like I've got the program back there. I was fortunate enough to be there. Like, you know, people, but the Super Bowl patch, the jerseys, all that stuff. I was at the gift shop at the Super Bowl. And like, first of all, if you've never been, they have so much stuff. It's huge. Both teams, things for other NFL teams, memorabilia. And it's so, it's so expensive. I mean, it is outrageous because of course it is. Right. But like, there's some really cool shit. And I, like I walked around that place and I was like, man, I am going to get divorced because I am going to buy just some outrageous amount of stuff because I can't help it. You know, you see like this hat and you're like, oh, I got to get that hat. And then you see, so, you know, the, the the next thing. And that looks really cool. It's just, it's awesome. If you ever get a chance to be in the same city as the Chiefs during a Super Bowl, even if you can't get tickets to the game, which nobody would blame me if you can't, it's pretty cool. There's a lot of fan events that you can go to uh, that are either free or affordable. And then you can get into the gift shop and like, you know, stock up on stuff. Chad says, great show today. Appreciate you, Chad. Um, all right. Yeah, we're, we're actually, we are winding down. But before that, before we go, we gotta get to uh, we gotta get to Patty's power rankings, uh, and of course, I gotta do the quick merch read. Uh, you know, we've got Arrowhead Attic merch, new stores up. We got lots of good stuff in there, and we have a special code for you. If you want to buy any Arrowhead Attic uh, merch, check out the link in the description. Use the code Kelsey, and you're gonna get twenty percent off uh, your order today. Uh, that expires on Sunday, so it's just for this week's listeners. We do this every week, so if you want to wrap the podcast, there's a really awesome black hoodie. It will get cold again soon. Some good hats, uh, good stuff. Check it out. Use that code Kelsey. All right, Patty's Power Rankings. So uh, our producer, Richard, going to be joining me again for this one. He joined me for... Uh, what's up, Richard? What's up? Hey. Uh, good, man. I'm, I'm well. Uh, Mag's out of town. She's at a wedding. She left her... Her and her mother uh, left today. So I'm on my own, man. Latchkey husband for Ooh, two days. That's exciting. Yeah, Let's man. Get up to trouble. Yeah, I'm gonna, I got some cigars. I'm going to get some patio time. It's going to be... It's going to be a good time. Um, so last time you were on with me, we did... Uh, movie theater snacks, which was which was fun. This one, I can't remember if we've done it before on the show. Like I was, I was trying to think, like, like what can we rank this week? And let us know, by the way, if you like Patty's power rankings. If you want to hear us rank some ridiculous things, last week we did. Uh, I did uh, television shows um, with our guest Lyle. We did movie theater popcorn. Verderam and I, obviously, we do cereals, all those kind of things. I was trying to think of something we hadn't ranked before, uh, and I don't know if we've ever ranked the seasons. We've done holidays. Like Verderam, mm-hmm. he was a big Christmas guy. I'm a big Halloween guy. Now, it can, I know it can depend on where you live. You're originally from California, right, Richard? So, like, indeed, it's a little different out there when you talk about seasons. Uh, so I'd be interested to know about your California seasons and your Chicago seasons. Um, but let's get into it. I've I've lived in the sort of Midwest area or Northeast my whole life, so my seasons have always been there. Um, you know, New York, Ohio, Chicago. So I'll kick us off with my number four, which is winter, uh, especially in Chicago. Mother of God, wasn't too bad this year. Uh, it's just brutal, you know. In this in this part of the country, especially, like there's just no sunlight. It's dreary, gray. 
the cold, the snow, it just goes on and on and on. It feels like it's never going to end. It's brutal. I'm good with winter up through New Year's because that's when it feels like, even though it's like it starts late, but like you get snow. Oh, we're going to wait Christmas or whatever. Like I'm, it's, uh, it's still a little bit warm enough in December to like go out, be actually be outside and like go ice skating and do that fun, like wintry stuff. Once we get to like mid January, I'm over it, bro. Like I, like I don't want any more part of it. It's just gross. Like it snows. And in, in, when you live in a city like we do, God, it just turns to slush, gross mud. And it just doesn't melt because it stays cold. It's the, it's horrible. Now that I own a home, it's even worse. The hell with winter. I, I would rather just have like, you know, four weeks of winter and be done with it. But that's my number four. Screw winter. All right. That's fair. That's fair. My my list is going to be very controversial here. So, I okay. mean, just as a person who's from the California Bay Area, we're not from SoCal. So I never got a lot of like seasons. It was generally kind of the same. It, it mm-hmm. gets like moderately cold, like maybe 40 degrees or something on a, in, a, in a winter. But, you know, it's nice. It's nice year round. Most people like it there. But because I'm deprived of certain things and maybe just physio- physiologically, I don't like summer. That's why it's my number four. I don't like the heat. I honestly mm-hmm. don't. I have yeah. to work in this room. I, I'm, a, I'm an indoor guy, too. So this, this apartment gets hot. Yeah. I just don't like it. I'm sweaty. Um, and then I have this theory that or at least not a theory, just the idea of the practice that in summer I can only take off so many so much clothing to feel better before I get arrested in yep. winter. I can put on as much as I want. You can look stylish. You can look cool. So that's that's just my thing. So I, I don't like summer right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling miserable, but it's Today is not that bad. I see you got the window unit back there, right? So like you want to be comfortable and you live in that kind of building or whatever you got. Now you got to deal with the the noise, right? Mm-hmm. Your window, there's, you can never close out all those gaps. No. I, like I understand it, man. I, like, I got bugs I, all over this house. I just see bugs crawling every once right, in a while. Yeah. Some random bug gets through the window slot. Yeah, I get it. So, and, and I've long subscribed to that, which is that like I can always warm up. I can put blankets on. If I'm hot and I'm trying to sleep, you know, the only thing that's ever worked for me when I didn't have air conditioning? If you're, if it's just brutal and you don't have AC or you can't afford it or whatever, and like you're hot, go to, if you got a shower or bathtub, whatever, just ice cold. Like you, right before you go to bed, just blast yourself with ice cold and it, it it's going to wake you up a little bit, but it'll cool you down for a while, at least long enough to get to sleep. Um, and, uh, that's the only thing I've ever found it to deal with. Never tried it, but I'll have, to, I'll have to do that. I'm sure we're going to have some more hot days. You know, it's it's only the oh, beginning yeah. of summer here in Chicago, so yeah. I'll I'll I'll, have, I'll write that down. Yeah, they're they're coming. Um, all right, number three for me is summer, and it's for all the reasons that you mentioned. It's great to be outside. It's wonderful. If I was, you know, if I was in like I don't know, like I think they have like really temperate like North Carolina. You know, it's not as bad, but up here it like you reach this point. June is great in Chicago. You get to like mm-hmm. mid July through like early September and it just, it can turn into the fifth circle of hell and you have to deal with the humidity. So like somebody in uh you know, like Arizona summer is like, they don't even go outside, right? Like that's going to be the worst. They love winter. Cause that's when it's actually like nice out habitable. Yeah. Summer's great. I love all the sunshine and we don't get a lot of sunshine here as, as much as other places, but whew, man, like it can get just brutally hot. And when it's really humid, you can't cool down. It gets impossible. You can't sweat. It's, it's, it's horrible. So yeah, like I check out on summer after like July 15th, if it's really, really hot, don't like it. So number three, number three, that's fair. Do you remember though, just quick, quick tangent that those old days, the old uptown office, and we'd have that dehumidifier, it would fill up in an hour. 
We had this yeah. huge thing and it would just fill up with just water, gallons of water in an hour because it was so humid in Chicago. Yeah. It's nuts. Not that a fan. That office didn't work right. The air conditioning did not dehumidify. And yeah, broken office. And they gave us a dehumidifier that was like for like a 200 square foot room. And this, this thing was like 3000 square feet. Like it was, it was a complete waste. It, I don't think it did anything except make work for us. No, no, it was nuts, but all right, moving on to three. Uh, that's going to be, I think maybe, maybe some of y'all are going to realize what, what I'm doing here. It's spring. Uh, my reasons being, uh, you know, it's getting a little warm, but it's a little chaotic because it's going, at least in Chicago, it's going back and forth between hot and cold. It's kind of annoying. You can't really dress or at least you can't plan your days out because some days it'll just be like, oh, it's snowing this weekend. Awesome. Great. And then the weekdays are going to be sunny and, and, and beautiful. Uh, I'm not a fan. Just pick 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 your lane. Either be hot or cold. And I don't like the hot, but I'd rather you just stay one thing. I could just plan on that. So spring's my third. I don't know. So it's obnoxious for you. I get it. Yeah. I, I mean, at least in Chicago. But yeah, it can be 40 degrees. And then the next the next night it's 70. Right. Yeah. When you, when we had we had weeks that were hot and then snow on the weekend. It was it was insane here. So I'm just not a fan of that. All right. I'm going to go with number two for me is spring. Um, what I like about it is that it's generally cooler even when it gets really hot. So like if we have a day, which is going to happen, I think like tomorrow, be like 87 or something, it's really hot. It'll still be cool at night. And so like it, it's it reminds me of of the weather when I've been in places like uh, California, when it's, when it's warm, you have a warm day, like it peaks, like a middle of the day, it will get hot and then it cools down and is very temperate most of the rest of that time. So I like that I can get up in the morning now and like, it's a little chilly, put on a little light jacket, sit on my patio, have a cup of coffee, watch the dogs run around. It's, it's the calm before the the hell storm that's going to come around mid July where we'll get like two weeks in a row of 92 degrees with 90% humidity and I won't mm. leave the house. Um, so spring's number two for me. All right. Uh, my number two, it's fall. Uh, it's really beautiful, honestly, in the Midwest, especially everything just turns orange. Um, yeah. And then we're, if we're starting to cool down, you know, no more, no more, you know, 90 degree days and 80% humidity, this like it's, it's nice. I, I'd almost call it my number one, but yeah, number two fall. It's, it's, it's pretty. Uh, I mean, I'm with you on fall and that's obviously my number one. Um, no surprises here. Dude, I just love everything about it. The only gripe I have about fall is that it doesn't last as long as I would like it to. You know, it's um, for me, it's probably because like going to school and stuff like once September hits, it's fall, even though it's not actually fall. I'm like, okay, it's September. Football's back. College football, all that stuff. Um, But just I'm a Halloween guy. So, you know, I love all that shit. Haunted houses, hay rides, pumpkin patches picking apples. I fucking love it. Like absolutely love it. I, uh, I try to do as much as I possibly can. I eat way too much candy. I drink a lot of pumpkin beer, like all that stuff. Mm. Like, you know, I know it got like, it became like a joke, like that, that season. Cause they started making pumpkin spice, everything, but like, I'm here for it, man. We go, we go to the apple hauler, which if you've never been is great up in Wisconsin. Um, oh no, I should check it out. Though. Pick apples. I make a pie or something, you know, it's just, I love it. And of course the horror element, like I'm just watching scary movies. So what I've been doing and I go all out, I decorate the house and it's beautiful. As you mentioned, the leaves change. It's beautiful weather, campfires, like all that shit. Like I want to live in perpetual fall. I would be the happiest person alive. And what I've been doing to kind of extend that for myself is I'm just starting Halloween season on September 1st. 
it's like it's I'm not 31 days is not enough. So I schedule out movies to watch. I start the activities. I just go all in. It, and it just annoys me when it's like September uh, like 14th and it's like 83 degrees or 84 degrees. I'm like, get out of here. You know, I want <laughs> 65, you know, atmospheric, windy, leaves blowing. It goes by too quick. I love fall. It's my number one. All right. I mean, that's 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 a fair argument. I I, I do like fall. But uh, my number one, it's winter. Uh, I'm a freak. But also, as I said, I'm from California, so we don't have snow. We don't have real winters. Yeah. So you kind of you just realize like it's 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 really pretty, at least for me. It's my perspective on it, of course. It's sure. it's totally totally subjective. But I, I just enjoy seeing snow. Uh I'm still not over it. Maybe sh- sure we do this list in like a year or two and might I might flip. Maybe I'm fall number one, winter number three. But right now I enjoy it a lot. I enjoy dressing up, I enjoy going out, getting all warm, uh going out and just, you know, having a nice like what uh warm hot toddy or somewhere that's fun yeah. something like that it's not and you could do do activities you could do baking like i don't know there's a lot of cool stuff you could do in the winter and it is nice to get cozy there. you yeah. know what i mean like light a fire do that kind of stuff inside hot chocolate whatever boozy drink i think i think, I think the, the city just looks real pretty with like you know snow on the rooftops and stuff like that it's it's cool i enjoy it yeah. it can be pretty as long as you don't have to go out in it Right? I go out like, in it all the time. I, I I do the longest walks in the snow because it's just it's really enjoyable just to see this city just covered in snow, all the brick. But that's uh, just me. <laughs> I get all bitter because I would take the dogs out and people don't shovel. And oh, then fair. like as a homeowner, I'm sure it's rough. So. And when you pull off, like when you, like you pull your car over and you go to get out, and it's just there's a you, you get those giant black piles of slush. They like stick under people's wheel wells, you know, and then they fall out and like you step in it or like I pull in the garage, my house, you know, and it like falls off my car and I'm like, Jesus. And it's like mud, mud. And oh, it's so there's the, the, the winter just comes with so many caveats. Like it is good in a lot of ways, but there's a lot of bullshit you got to put up with. Yeah. I slip a lot. I fall down and I still like it. I don't know why I'm, I'm just. It's just how it goes with me. You're right. Jerome Jerome makes an excellent point that fall brings seasonal breakfast cereals, i.e. Count Chocula. Yes, where I gain 15 pounds every fall because I eat Count Chocula twice a day. They don't make Cocoa Crisp like they used to. Awesome. This was fun. Um, I, I didn't see too many comments on people's favorite seasons. Did you, Did we just slow down there, Richard? Yeah, I don't know. People are, people are just listening. They're, they're, that's all. I don't know. Tell us your seasons real quick. Yeah, right. Let us know your seasons uh, if you want to throw them out there. We will get the results here from the the poll. 89% would quit their jobs and go work for the Chiefs if they were going to earn a Super Bowl ring. I didn't Um, get the vote. You make that 90. Yeah, and it might be higher if if they were going to get the actual ring, like the ring that the players get, Mm -hmm. uh, because that could – I mean, those are – I don't know how much they spend on them. They're just filled with diamonds and rubies and shit. Jesus says California summer. Uh, Black Owl Fall is easily the best. Angry Drunken German surly. He says it's a fairly dumb poll question. <laughs> is he talking about the quitting the job or or, or, or the seasons? Uh, yeah, I think it's the it's the poll. It's the poll. Ronald says uh, summer, fall, winter, spring. I see. I don't have a problem with people who love summer. Like I get it, especially if you're a big outdoor person, like a hiker, and like you just want to be out there. I like doing the yard work, but I I'm, I'm always like an arm's length from air conditioning, which is very important to me. Angry drunken German likes spring and fall. What's yeah, what's a good what are, one? What are the seasons like in Germany? They're like they'd be similar to here, right? I would assume so. Yeah, spring, fall, summer, summer and winter suck in Missouri. Missouri's warmer though. I always think of Kansas City. 
in particular Kansas City as being like the same as here in Chicago, but it's actually a lot farther south, which is something that I uh, I always forget um, from from and, and so that tends to be a little bit warmer there. Same thing with like Wisconsin, like you go up like you go just a little bit into Wisconsin and it gets it's a lot colder, a lot faster. It's Mag and I booked a cabin once. It was up. It was like in Wisconsin, but it was about on the parallel of Minneapolis. And we booked it the week of Halloween. It was winter up there. Like it was 31 degrees every day um, and, and colder at night, uh, which I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. We're a lot farther north. I'll remember that. That's why this was available this week. Uh, but we had fun. We carved pumpkins and just built a really big bonfire. Uh, Angry Junk of German says German weather also sucks. Germans feel right at home in Missouri. There you go. All right, um, all right everybody, we got to get out of here. Um, I got a cigar to smoke. I got to take the dogs out, all that fun stuff. Thank you so much. We'll have another guest next week um, and and we'll be right back at it. But make sure you're here early next week for our regular slate of shows with uh, Sterling. I think Matt Connor will be back. Um, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. I believe so. Anyway, uh, thank you so much to BJ Kissel for, for joining us. That was an awesome uh, discussion. Make sure you guys check out his work over at KCSN. Make sure you hit the like button on this video on your way out. Richard, thank you for joining me to do a little power rankings. It's a pleasure. Always appreciate you. Uh, and thanks for all you do for the show. Um, for Richard Duranti, for BJ Kissel, uh, my name is Patrick Allen. We'll see you guys next week. But until then, as always, go Chiefs. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.